does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. I'm Bob Lovell. Let's talk championships right now. We've got plenty of them. Congratulations to everybody involved tonight. The man who has all that great information from around the entire state, the star of our show, Network Indiana's Brendan King. Coach, you are the man. Sectional championship Saturday. Keep in mind that 50 games were postponed yesterday. So, some teams won sectional championships tonight. Some teams just punched their ticket to Monday, where we will have some games decided here in the tournament. Here's what you need to know right now, though. Four overtime games throughout the state. Three of them decided sectional champions. The only one that did not in double overtime, Northridge, Outlast, Concord, 51-47. On the flip side of that Elkhart sectional, Penn beat Goshen 55-37, which means you get Northridge and Penn on Monday night. The next three decided sectional champs, all of these clubs move on in the tournament. Wood Memorial sectional, Northeast Du Bois in overtime by a pair against Evansville Christian. 53-51. Elsewhere in extra time. Needing to win two games to advance today. West Central sectional. Tri-County began the day by edging Frontier 56-54. Then North White beat West Central by a penny. 54-53. The aforementioned championship game in extra time. Tri-County by a triple against North White. 43-40 Tri-County sectional champions. Lastly, also having to win two ball games today, South Bend, Washington, who just squeaked by Mishawaka Marion to start the day, 43-41. Their opponent for the championship game, South Bend St. Joseph, who handled New Prairie 50-27 in the championship of the sectional in Jimtown in overtime. South Bend, Washington, Sectional champs for the first time since 2010 over South Bend St. Joe, 62-61. Here's a couple more sectionals where there will be a pair of games on Monday. Northwood sectional, West Noble over Lakeland, 57-53. Then Northwood, no problem with Fairfield, 59-33. Northwood against West Noble on Monday. Garrett sectional, the same thing. Fort Wayne Dwanger laid a 20-piece on Heritage, 61-41. Then Fort Wayne Concordia got past Woodland by 10, 58-48. Concordia and Dwanger set in Garrett on Monday. couple more sectional title games set on Monday. Garing Catholic will battle Chittard at 7 o'clock Monday. Then in Seymour, Jennings County against New Albany at 7.30. You got all that? If not, plenty of time left to go tonight. We will explain everything that happened on a wild sectional Saturday until midnight. For now, let's hit some college basketball. Indiana State's big run in the Missouri Valley Tournament comes to an end at the hands of the top-seeded Bradley Braves. 71-70, Bradley beats Indiana State again. The Braves had earned a win in Terre Haute 
earlier in January. Indiana State, we talked about Cooper Neese's unbelievable performance yesterday. 28 second-half points against Belmont. Indiana State just comes up short. 16 points for both Cameron Henry and Robbie Avila, Indiana State. Their campaign, at least for the NCAA tournament, likely done. We'll see about the NIT or something else. Butler falls in Cincinnati tonight at the hands of number 19 Xavier. Thad Monomator's return to the Cintas Center, 78-66. Xavier beats Butler, and right now, just about to go final, Mike Bray is going to lose his last regular season game as the head coach of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Clemson up on Notre Dame, 87-64. Tomorrow in college basketball, 12-30 start, number five Purdue and Illinois. That game in West Lafayette, then at 4-30 down in Bloomington, number 15 Indiana hosts Michigan. I'm Brendan King with Network Indiana. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk Sectionals Championships tonight. Scott Mitchell from uh, SWIN been waiting patiently as the Gibson Southern win over Modern Day tonight. Uh, this is a 70 to 51 win for Gibson Southern. Scott, thanks so much for waiting. Thank you for the call. Very impressive win for Gibson Southern tonight. Coach, it was. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, this game was 14 to 10 Gibson Southern at the end of the first quarter, but then Gibson Southern held uh, Modern Day to a two point second quarter, ran off 20 of their own, and went up 34 12 at half and just kind of coasted the rest of the way. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's hard to be able to get such a great start when you're in a championship uh, matchup like that. So, why are they able to get such a good start tonight, uh, Scott? Well, the Gibson Southern Titans had a lot of quickness on their team. It's quickness against strength and size. The quickness and three-point shooting of Gibson Southern gave Modern Day fits all night. Uh, Gibson Southern was 11 of 19 from behind the three-point arc. Uh, We always talk about who's going to step up in a big game other than Mm -hmm. your stars. Cole McKee was that guy for Gibson Southern tonight. He averages nine points a game. He led Gibson Southern with 24 points, hit six threes. Uh, Jackson Lamb with 13 points, and Ethan Spindler added 12. Three guys in double figures for Gibson Southern. And uh, for the modern-day Wildcats, they end up at 14-11. Lake Curtis had 18, and Tanner Halbig, 13, were the only two kids in double figures for the Wildcats. Very impressive. Now, do we know who Gibson Southern's playing next week? We don't. We know they go to Washington uh, because of some of the um, – uh, weather outs. I think uh, we're right. not sure exactly who they play yet, but uh, they'll head in, and they're not impressive uh, record-wise, Bob, at 13 and 12 going in. But as we talked about last night, Coach uh, Mark right. Rohr said, "Hey, we're nine of uh, our eight of nine now uh, <laughs> right. since January, and they're on uh, playing their best ball at the right time of the season." Scott Mitchell from SWIN on the call of Gibson Southern's win over Modern Day. Scott, thanks so much. Have a great oh, week. Thank you. You too. Greg, thank you so much. Greg Rakestraw from ISC Sports Network on the call of Cathedral's 76-33 win over Crispus Attics. Greg, this is a uh, a surprising score. A Cathedral having little trouble with Attics. Kind of a revenge match, I suppose, uh, from earlier in the year. Correct. Addicts beat Cathedral by 10 in the city championship uh, in late January. It was a Cathedral team that didn't have Jake Davis that night. They suffered another injury to LeBron Goff during the course of that game. And Addicts played very well. They clearly did not tonight. 
You know, addicts got down last night and found a way to claw their way back and beat Lawrence North by 13. That same magic just never happened in tonight's game. Irish led by 25. Addicts got it back to about 16, about midway through the third quarter. But by the time it got to the fourth quarter, it was never in doubt. In fact, we played with a running clock for the last three Mm. minutes of this one. That's surprising because Addicts has been has obviously played very very well lately. I think it also addresses the, the defending champs in 4A uh, stepping up and I think maybe sending a statement to others that the, they in fact are still the champions until otherwise proven. Absolutely, and the team that is seen as the biggest threat to that is the team they will face next because of Ben Davis beating Viking 29 and 0. Those two teams drew each other in the regional round. I'll be fortunate to have that one on ISC and my Indy TV. I had the regular season game between the two of them that Ben Davis won by about 12 mm-hmm. or 13 points. It should be a great game next Saturday at Southport Fieldhouse. Let's get some love for Addicts. I know it's a tough loss for them, but uh, what are some bright spots in this difficult loss for them? The bright spot is, is basically of their top nine players, only one's a senior uh, in DeMonte Bush. Uh, Desmond Briscoe picked up an offer from Iowa earlier this week. Ron Rutland the third, and he'll be back. He'll be back for his senior season next year. They started three sophomores, yet despite how young this group is for Chris Hawkins, three of those players are returning starters from last year. So tonight was the first time they have played for a four A sectional final in their four years in this mm-hmm. largest classification. Mm-hmm. They will be one of the favorites in this sectional next year. They and Lawrence North are the two teams that bring back the most of the seven teams in this group. And simply put, they'll be two of the better teams in central Indiana and probably the state in 4A next year. He's the best at what he does. It's Greg Regstraw from the ISC Sports Network. Greg, it is always great to talk to you. Have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk next week. You got it, my friend. Thank you. Coming up, Coach Joe Rim from Beach Grove, the defending 3A champs, a dramatic win over Ritter. Angelo DiCarlo from the Jimtown sectional. We got a lot of basketball to talk about when we come back after the sport update with Brendan King on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. We continue our coverage of sectional championship Saturday, and that's kind of again with a bit of an asterisk because a lot of these championship games are going to be played on Monday. Due to the weather in the state of Indiana yesterday, especially up north, postponing 50 games around the state. But in action tonight, Flory Badunga leading Kokomo to a sectional championship. Kokomo over Marion, 85-51 in Kokomo itself. Carmel sectional, Noblesville by eight over Zionsville. What a run for Noblesville. The Millers, 58-50 a win. Muncie Central sectional. The new Palestine Dragons roll on in the tournament, 71-57 over Mount Vernon-Fortville. Over to the Warren Central sectional, Cathedral. They blast Crispus Attic, 76-33. Xavier Booker on his way to Michigan State. He moves on in the tournament. Plainfield sectional, Brownsburg handles Plainfield, 64-48. In the Center Grove sectional, Bloomington North by a pair against Center Grove, 
43-41. That's got to be something for a team like Bloomington North. You're literally playing in your opposition's home environment, and you're able to squeak out a win. Columbus North sectional. Columbus North at home beating Whiteland. 67-59 in Seymour. Jennings County beat Jeffersonville 48-46. And New Albany squeaks past Seymour by 5, 36-31. You get Jennings County and New Albany on Monday night. I'm Brendan King. Welcome back, everyone. This is Indiana Sports Talk. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. High school basketball tonight. Beach Grove beats Ritter 51-50. Beach Grove, the defending 3A champs. Their head coach, Joe Rim, joins me. Joe, thanks for the call. Congratulations on a great win tonight. Hey, thanks, Bob. You know, it was a a tough, um, grind-out, hard-fought game uh, for us to to pull this one out. I'm told by my producer this is not one at the buzzer. You know, we love those buzzer beaters. But still, squeezing one out 51-50 over a good Ritter team, you get to go and play for a regional championship next week. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't a buzzer beater, buzzer beater, but, you know, Ritter went down, you know, went up, actually went up uh, 50 to 49 with uh, less than a minute to go. Um, Jeremiah Alexander drove in, got fouled, and knocked down uh, both free throws with about 20 seconds to go in the game to get us a 51-50. So you're up 51-50 with, uh, what, seconds to go. How about the defensive effort by your guys? That's fantastic. Yeah, you know, it's, it's what I told the boys, you know, in the huddle. You know, it's what we wanted. We wanted to have to win a championship playing defense. You know, they got it deep in their corner. They called the timeout. You know, we set up our defense again, and, you know, they – Got it in the corner and kind of threw it away, you know. So we just kind of tipped it with less than three seconds to go and just kind of ran the clock out. The experience of winning a championship last year, you got guys who, who understand that they want a chance to defend their title. It's got to be a strong motivating factor for these guys. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's what we went into halftime telling them. You know, fellas, we've been here before. You guys have fought and fought. You know. Mm-hmm. We've been here. We just got to dig deep and just play defense. We came out in the third quarter and outscored them twenty to five. You know, we were down eight Yikes. at halftime. <laughs> Whatever you said at halftime, you need to bottle it and <laughs> save it for the next week. Uh, did you adjust, or your kids just played better? Yeah, we we just picked it up defensively. You know, we we were getting beat off the dribble. You know, so we challenged the boys at halftime. You know, step up, play defense. And just move move your feet right. and don't get beat. Well, that speech worked, Coach. Tell me who steps up and plays well for you in this dramatic win. Uh, uh, Jeremiah Tate was with 11, but uh, Skylar Thacker came off the bench and scored 10 points for us. You know, he played his butt off driving to the hole um, and got mm-hmm. all, all layups a couple. You know, he missed a couple uh, and ones, but, you know, he had 10 for us. Jeremiah Alexander had 10. Jalil Edwards had 10. So we were pretty balanced scoring the game right all right who's up next week uh we found out we uh face uh indian creek an old uh sectional foe from the last few years right 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 well tonight beach grove takes another step toward defending their 3a championship with a 51 50 win over indianapolis ritter joe rim congratulations to you and your kids and can again congratulations uh, on the win. Thank you so much for the call, and good luck next week. Thanks, Coach, and thanks for everything you do for the state. No, you're very kind. Thank you so much. 
Angelo DiCarlo joins me from the Redeemer. Uh, Angelo at Jimtown, the man. You had a long day, did you not? <laughs> yeah, we were going wall to wall. Semifinals this morning, and then uh, championship at night. <laughs> and luckily, two of the three were really, really good games. Uh, the the one in the middle wasn't so exciting, but the the other two were as good as you're going to probably find in the state today. All right, let's walk through this. At Jimtown, South Bend, Washington beats Mishawaka Marion 43-41. That game you're talking about in the middle, South Bend, St. Joe uh, beats New Prairie 50-27. And in the championship, Washington in overtime beats South Bend, St. Joe. I'm going to turn it over to you, Angelo. I'll let you just take me through uh, the order in which you want to go and tell me about all the great action at Jimtown today. Well, well, you you just had Beach Grove on. Of course, they defeated Mishawaka Marion in the state final a year ago. Marion ranked right. number two in the state. They beat Washington by 20 points in the regular season, but it was an excellent second-half game. We broadcasted that game as well. Uh, for Marion, you knew Washington had what it took that they could win if they played their game. They were ranked number nine in the state, and, and they played the game. And Marcus Northern, an outstanding senior, Four-year starter for Washington got the game-winning bucket with 1.8 seconds left in a thriller this morning, <laughs> and they get the win over Marion, snapping a nine-game losing streak against Marion. And then, you know, St. Joe took care of New Prairie. That was the side of the bracket that they had the easier draw, both teams under 500. And then in the championship, man, what a game. Washington and St. Joe uh, in the nightcap at Jimtown. And this game was I, – I, I was not able to keep track of lead change – lead changes but there was a zillion of them and we got to overtime and even when we got to overtime Washington's up by four with 10 seconds left and Jace Lee from St. Joe hits a three-pointer from 35 feet out to make it a one-point game and Washington misses two free throws and St. Joe's got a half-court prayer for the win at the buzzer don't get it to go and Washington wins they win two games in one day by a combined three points to win the sectional title. Unbelievable <laughs> achievement for the Panthers as they get their first sectional title since 2010. See, I, I love the story. I love the, I mean, it's look, it's hard to play uh, two games, win two in one day. I, I understand it. Uh, weather being what it was, the decision was made to do that. Uh, certainly some liked it, some didn't. But uh, those kids, I mentioned it earlier, these kids are playing AA, They're playing five and six games a day in their AAU play in the summer. So, you know, to go out there and play tonight. But the story of Washington, you know, you win by three points in two games, the dramatic manner in which you did it. Not to mention, in fact, you beat two good teams. I mean, that's the other part about it. Not just winning games, you beat two really good teams to get there. Well, and the best part is uh, Washington coach Ryan Varga was one of those ones that was not pleased that they were going to have to play two games in one day. And it works out very well in the end for him. He was hoping to get the Saturday-Monday aspect, and he doesn't get it. But, you know, the other part of the great story for Washington, they only won seven games two years ago. And three of their senior starters this year were starters as sophomores just getting blown out of the gym by teams. But these guys stuck with it, um, developed and uh, really came away with a great performance today to come away with the sectional championship. And, you know, uh, Washington came up short in terms of winning a state title for girls basketball. Uh, one of the Reynolds' uh, youngest, the, the, not the youngest, the mid, middle of the road, but the youngest currently playing varsity basketball, Stephen Reynolds, the third freshman, played a great game uh, tonight as well 
for Washington as a freshman and uh, the first boy to come through the family. They got seven kids. Right. There's going to be a lot of those coming through. And uh, he had a great game, and they got the victory. And now they'll face Glenn next week. And how about this, Coach? They get to do it on Washington's home floor. They'll host regional <laughs> Saturday. So what a reward for winning two games in yeah. one day by three points. It's a great story from the Redeemer, Angelo DiCarlo. Angelo, thank you. We'll talk to you next week. All right, Coach. Thank you very much. Chris Norton from WITZ and Jasper joins us. Wrights beats Jasper 64-53. Chris, thanks for the call. Good solid win for Wrights tonight. Yeah, it was. And it was a game of runs. And the first one, the first punch being thrown by the Panthers, they jump out to a 9 nothing lead towards the tail end of quarter number one. Jasper scoreless for the first five and a half minutes. They would knock in a pair of threes, at least get the game to three. But then it was right up and running once again in the second quarter. They would lead by eight at the halftime break. Jasper held it to just six points apiece in quarter one and quarter two. And then it would be off to the races for Evansville right. So they would lead 46-21. to They would outscore Jasper 26 to nine in quarter number three. And then Jasper would have their answer in the fourth. And as it normally does, 32 points in the fourth quarter will make things uncomfortable for the Panthers. Uh, but Wrights would knock in 19 free throws in the second half, and that would be enough to solve the mm-hmm. game away. Uh, the final games in the career of Carter Mundy, Grant Young, and Charlie Kabrick, and a heck of a senior class did not give up. They, they would get the game back to 10 points. But in the end, as you've heard, a 64-53 in Evansville Wrights, a very strong team moving on. Well, rights. Who does rights play next week? I'm not sure. It was. It, we kind of had some of that rain issue down uh, yeah. here, so I believe yeah. there were four teams right. coming into the night in uh, sectional 15. So I've not seen how that has shaken out yet. But I would say, you know, this team is peaking at the right time. They're young. They're athletic. Right. They're going to be a handful for whoever. Chris Norton from WITZ. Chris, great to talk to you. Thanks so much. Have a great weekend. I appreciate it. You too, Bob. Scoreboard update coming up with King. This is Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana Scoreboard Update here on Indiana Sports Talk. Scores are rolling in into the studio, and we have some sectional champions to name. The following are from Class 2A. We begin with Tell City, Forest Park by a penny over North Posey. 49-48 again. That was in Tell City. From North Knox, Lytton Stockton sectional champs. Beating South Knox, 49-32. In South Ripley tonight, North Decatur blasts Milan, 61-37 for a sectional championship. In Southmont, Park Heritage by a dime against North Putnam, 37-27. A triple was the difference in Cascade. Park Tudor beating University, 40-37. They are sectional champs. In Eastern Hancock, Cicino rolls on in the tournament by 12 over Triton Central. 57-45. 57-45. In Shenandoah tonight, Northeastern 54. Hagerstown for a sectional title. 54-41 was the final. Monroe Central, Wapahani 53. Muncie Burris 34. Wapahani sectional champs. In Taylor tonight, Taylor falling to Tipton 58-40. Tipton wins a sectional title. In Delphi, Carol Flora rolls over Clinton Prairie 50-36. And in South Adams, Fort Wayne Blackhawk 39, Adams Central 32. Fort Wayne Blackhawk Blackhawk picks up a banner. Many more on the way as we go. Give us a follow on Twitter at IND Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King.
Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Howard Kelman from WHMB joins me. He has the call on Noblesville's win in their sectional. Howard, thanks so much for the call. Solid win for this Noblesville team that's getting better and better. Well, you're exactly right, Bob. And by winning, Noblesville has won its first sectional in 13 years. So that's terrific news for the Millers. An interesting game. Noblesville pulled ahead early, had a great second quarter, and was up by 18 points at the half, 34-16. to 16. But that man, Logan Imes, who was incredible last night with 34 points, he caught fire in the second half. He was phenomenal for Zionsville, and he's Penn State bound, by the way. They cut that lead to one point, and Luke Almodovar hit a three-point play, and then Noblesville came through. Aaron Fine hit four big free throws, and the Millers held on and then pulled away in the last minute. That's a dramatic win now. That's a, and, and to go back, uh, that is one of the most difficult sectionals <laughs> in the state, and to, to come through that gauntlet is an impressive uh, accomplishment for Scott McClellan and his ball club. Well, I think you're so right, Bob. And when the sectional began on Tuesday – we felt that five of the six teams, everybody but Hamilton Southeastern, really had an excellent chance of winning. And then in that first round, Westfield upset Carmel on Tuesday. Carmel was fifth in the state, so anybody could have beaten anybody. Right. It was a great right. game to Nate and a great tournament. Well, who do they? Do we know who they're playing next week? Uh, I know they'll be going up to Logansport, but I haven't heard that yet. No, I haven't heard the other scores. But uh, just a great, great uh, sectional. We did all five games of the Carmel sectional and two in the Muncie Central sectional. Just terrific week of basketball, Bob. Well, now you turn your attention. You're going to be uh, doing some work next week, but then you start uh, doing some baseball, do you not? Yes, we'll actually go through the semi-state. So we'll have regionals next week. I think we may be at Southport and then the semi-state and then on Friday, March 31st, the earliest the Indianapolis Indians ever have opened, it'll be opening day, opening night at Victory Field against the Omaha Storm Chasers. And once again, Victory Field will be the place to be, and the beautiful ballpark will be 27 years old in July. Howard Kelman from WHMB on the Carmel sectional that goes to Noblesville 58-50 winners over Zionsville. Howard, thanks for the call. As always, have a great weekend. And as always, Brownsburg Bob, I beats. Thank you very much. Thanks you, Howard. Brownsburg beats Plainfield in the Plainfield sectional. With me from uh, W, excuse me, BCSD TV, Lucas Thatcher and Lucas. This is painful for me to discuss since I'm a Plainfield graduate, but discuss it nonetheless. This uh, highly ranked and very talented Brownsburg team puts on a pretty good display tonight in beating Plainfield. Certainly, and, and Coach, I'm so sorry. Um, but Brownsburg right. had to do with Plainfield. They really did. We still, yeah. I still have the memories of 1967 when we hit one from midcourt to beat the Bulldogs, and then in '69 when we uh, beat Morsel in overtime. I still have I still have those good memories to get me through. But thank thank you so much. So tell me how the Bulldogs are able to win this thing. Well, really from the jump, it was Brownsburg's game. They they win the jump ball, go down, and, and Cannon Catchings, the Purdue commit, who you know averages over 18 a game. 
goes down and hits a three-pointer in the corner. And, and from then on, it was really Brownsburg's game to control. Right. The defense for Brownsburg was just incredible. I mean, truly Well, incredible. they've been that way. A hundred percent. And, you know, Plainfield's offense is really, really good. They average over 60 points a game, but mm-hmm. they were held to 17 in the first half. Wow. Wow. Well, Coach Lynch's M.O. as a coach has always been solid defense. His teams, that's one of the hallmark of the teams he coaches. They will defend you. Uh, he's changed it. He used to be a, uh, primarily a zone guy, now a lot of man-to-man, and they put great pressure on you, as the Quakers found out tonight. 100%. 100%. And the top scores for Plainfield all season long have, have been Eli Ellis and um, Colin Schmidt. And Cooper Martin and those guys were just completely locked down, uh, completely. Um, Colin Schmidt was the one who was really scoring the most, and he was only able to score from the free throw line, which is still scoring, but he wasn't really able to hit any jump shots outside of one. All right, so uh, tell me um, who plays well in addition uh, to the kids you've already talked about. Who else plays well for Brownsburg? Well, um Cannon and Elijah, I've already talked about. They right. both had 17. But Grant Porath um, last night against Terre Haute North had a phenomenal game. He had 22 points, and he was great here tonight as well. Um, other guys like Drew Thompson is a lockdown defender at the point guard position. J.D. Lynch is also tough and knocks down some threes. He knocked down some threes tonight and also played phenomenal defense. So, there's really a lot of guys, but those are kind of the main guys for tonight and really the whole season. Solid win for Brownsburg in the Plainfield sectional. They beat the host Quakers uh, in impressive fashion tonight to move on and uh, play in the regional. A uh, very, very impressive win uh, for Brownsburg in this one over my beloved Quakers. I'm still trying to deal with the, this um, this difficult news. Brownsburg uh, wins it. Um, what's the final in this one tonight, uh, Lucas? It was 64-48. to 64-48. Lucas Thatcher from BCSD-TV. And, Lucas, thank you so much for the call. And best of luck to the Bulldogs next week. Thank you very much, Coach. Thank you. Herb King joins me. He has the call in the Fountain Central sectional. Fountain Central wins this one. Herb, thank you so much for the call. A good, solid win for a highly ranked Fountain Central team. That is a good, solid championship for these guys. Well, it is. It's the uh, first one they've they've had for quite a few years since 2015. And, um, you know, they're very pleased with kind of the way the season's progressed. They're right now standing at 22-4. and four. They've just been able to handle most of the things going out there, the, the conference right. champs, and they've had a very solid season. And the best thing about the sectional for these guys is they've had uh, different leading scorers in almost every ball game. And um, that, at the start of uh, the season, it's really come down to their big player. They have a six nine kid in the middle, uh, Mason Larkin, and he causes people problems at the 1A level. And then a pretty good point guard in Will Harmon, uh, Harmon led the team tonight with uh, not just uh, not with just leadership on the floor, uh, canning a lot of free throws right down the stretch to really give them the win. And um, they they're progressing and continuing to get better, and that's a good thing for them. And one more, and I'm going to tell you one right off the 
right off the bat, Coach Greg Dean, his father coached at Fountain Central in 1973, winning a sectional his mm-hmm. first year as a head coach. So 50 years later, his son picks up the victory. <laughs> Max yeah. Dean was an assistant coach of mine, Herb, at Franklin College when I was a yeah. young 27-year-old uh, coach who knew everything. And we uh, went to the Sweet 16 with my, with our team at Franklin, and we were ranked 15th in the nation. And Max was an incredible, incredible presence on our bench and helped me so much. Uh, I, I can never thank him enough. And I love everything about this story. I, I really do. You know, I've known Greg, obviously, uh, for a long time. That Max is so important to us. Uh, I, I love everything about it. Who do they play next week? Uh, Liberty Christian, and they'll play it at Frankfurt at 4 o'clock. And uh, they're just excited to be there. And as as you can see, that there's been a long stretch where Fountain Central basketball right, had a hard right. time. And all of a sudden, this group kind of molded together. Uh, you know, the seniors won two ball games as eighth graders. And for those guys to come in with a sectional title, that's one of the things the seniors talked about in their post-game speech. And um, you got to really feel for them. It's a great story, a great opportunity for right. these guys. And uh, they don't want it to end like everybody else in Indiana. Fountain Central wins their sectional 58-44 over North Vermillion. Herb King, thanks so much. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much. Scoreboard update coming up on Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Brendan King with this Network Indiana scoreboard update here on Indiana Sports Talk. As we have mentioned throughout the night, 50 games postponed around the state last night. So some sectional champions have been crowned this evening. Some will have to wait on Monday. That includes many sectionals from Class A, including Morgan Township. Early in the day, Couts hammered Hammond Science and Tech 84-58. And then Morgan Township defeated DeMott Christian in a much closer game, 70-66. to The day ended there with Couts outlasting Morgan Township, 60-52. to And that's the case where a couple teams had to win two games in one day, Couts being one of them. It also included Triton, the Triton sectional, Culver over Oregon Davis, 40-24, to then Marquette Catholic beat Argos, 51-44, the day... Climaxed with Marquette Catholic beating Culver for a sectional title, 49-41. In the Hamilton sectional, two wins on the day as well, belonging to Bethany Christian. However, their opponent, Lakeland Christian, began the morning 50-34, beating Lakewood Park. Then Bethany Christian took stage. A penny win over Elkhart Christian. Great one. 37-36. The championship game was not not as close. Bethany Christian, 63. Lakeland Christian, 49. West Central sectional. Tri-County over Frontier, 56-54. Then North White beat West Central, 54-53. A great sectional. Tri-County over North White in overtime, 43-40 for a sectional title. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Corbin Lingenfelter from WQKZ joins me as the call of uh, Forest Park's 49-48 win over North Posey. Got a pretty little, uh, pretty good game here tonight, uh, Corbin. 
Coach, this has to have been probably one of the best games I've ever had the chance to witness or call. Forest Park was down 13-2 to after the end of the first quarter, but right, whatever Coach Drew Messmer said to him in that quarter break, I wish I had a recording of it because that would be a really good motivation for me because his guys, they never let up throughout the entire rest of the game, even when they kept, even when they were going down. So huge, huge for Forest Park. They were trailing at halftime, tied it up in the third quarter, and then eventually at the very end, North Coast committed a shooting foul that sent Jake mm. Berg, one of the better free throw shooters for Forest Park, mm-hmm. to the line with the game tied up at 48 all. Berg hits the first timeout by Coach Mesmer, get a little breath in, goes back, misses the second, but with only three seconds left, North Posey heaved it, just came nowhere near the rim, and Forest huh. Park walks away as back-to-back sectional 48 champions. Yikes, you didn't get excited on this, did you? <laughs> oh, not at all. <laughs> oh, it was a great game, Coach, and, you know, I really, I'm really happy for these guys. You know, they battled all year, and I truly believe Forest Park was the best, is the best six-win team in the state just by how mm-hmm. much these guys care about and having only two players with even significant varsity minutes last year and after losing the team they lost last year and coming in and taking down a team they lost by 28 to earlier on in the season and coming back and beating them after trailing as well in this one. Well, it's just a great win. Now, who are they matched up with in the, or do we know because of all the weather and all the things? Do we know who they're playing next week in the regional? We do not yet. So that was one of the games that had a little bit of right. a weather issue. So we will find out on Monday who they will match up with over at Memorial State, uh, excuse me, Memorial Gym down in Southridge in Huntingburg. Outstanding. All right, so a big win for the Rangers. <laughs> that's just that's what sectional bat. You know, it's your first time around it. Okay, so you, this is what you have to. You, you're probably not going to get every year with a great game like that. But this is the norm rather than the exception, Corbin. Yes, sir. It is. It is. It's great. It's great basketball. It's it's great to broadcast, and it's great for these Ranger fans as well. Been with this team every single step of the way, coming in with a. Brand new head coach this year, only unfortunately coming away with six wins on the season, battling adversity all year long, and to come away as sectional champions. And it this this sectional was really blown wide open when North Posey beat South Spencer on Tuesday night, and that that really really changed things. And it proved that anybody can win mm-hmm. the sectional, even with South Spencer being favored, right. being the number four team in the state in two ways. So. It just proves that right once the sectional play starts, everybody hits a reset button. You're 0-0 every single game you come into, and you got to keep battling yourself forward. And if you do that, you'll come out on top, and Forest Park proved that here tonight. Forest Park, 49-48 winners over North Posey to win the sectional. Corbin Lingenfelter from WQKZ. Corbin, thanks as always. Have a great weekend. You too, Coach. Thank you. Coming up. More high school basketball. This is fun. See, this is this this is fun. Uh, a reminder: always go to ihsaa.org to find out what the, the matchups are for the regionals. We appreciate you joining uh, us, Greg Rakestraw, and I appreciate you joining us for the pairing show. Uh, so those are there. Go to ihsaa.org to find out all of the matchups for the regionals next week. 
Remember, it's two games set up just like the girls. It'll be a lot of fun. When we come back, David Deaton from WKLO will join us, and we'll talk about Corridon Central and Salem. Much more basketball to come on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk. David Deaton calls me from WKLO, Corridon Central, 67-50 winners over Salem. David, thanks so much, and uh, congratulations. Yeah, well, Corridon played a, a good game tonight, especially in the second half against the Lions in the first of two games at Charlestown, obviously, with the weather in southern Indiana delayed it till today, so they Decided to play the semifinals tonight and the championship on Monday, and Panthers are off to the championship game Monday night, first time since 2019, with their 67 to 50 win over a Salem team that finished with a one and 22 record. But Salem, I think, played their best game tonight. They made 14 threes and really made the Panthers have to work for this one tonight. Well, it's a sectional championship. <laughs> you know, you know, people are going to give everything they have, but uh, still, this is a very impressive win. You know, to win a sectional by seventeen points is very, very impressive. Well, actually, this was the semifinal tonight because uh, again, it had oh, yeah. delayed for Friday. I get, but, you uh, know, I got all these games. Yeah. I I'm confused <laughs> on who is and who isn't. You I, know what I mean? I know, I know. It's hard to keep up, isn't it? And uh, you know, at Charlestown, this was the first of two semifinals tonight. But uh, you know, Corden was actually at a battle. It went back and forth of the first half. There were four lead changes. Salem actually had their last lead at twenty four twenty three about midway right. through the second quarter. And then the Panthers went on a 9 nothing run, closed out the half strong, went up 9 going into halftime. And then in the second half, they just kind of pulled away. And every time it seemed like they were going to run away with it, Salem had a little bit of a spurt that they came back with to cut the lead back to about 8 or 9 points. But Corden had all five starters in double figures. They made 62% from two-point range tonight and held Salem to one out of 12 from two-point wow. range. Salem, not a very big team, six, one, six foot six one across the board among their five seniors and their starting five. But the Panthers dominated the inside for the most part, outscored Salem 28-0 to zero in the paint. And the Panthers are going to the championship game Monday to take on a Scottsburg team that just blew Silver Creek out tonight's 80-48 to 48 was the final in that second game. So it'll be Corridon Central and Scottsburg. It was that way for the girls in sectional 30 at Corridon. It's that way in the boys' side. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm sorry I'm not doing a show Monday night or I'd love to talk to you. Uh, and so I'll, I'll look forward to, to our conversations, hopefully in the regional. We'll see how that goes. Okay. All right. Sounds good, coach. Thank you. Thank you. David Deaton on the call of Gordon Central 6750 win over Salem. All right. Top of the hour scoreboard update coming up with the busiest guy, you know, Brendan King. And then in the next hour, we're going to continue to talk about high school basketball sectional championships around our state. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you sending us scores and pictures and videos and whatever else you have at IND Sports Talk, hashtag IST. And uh, we're looking forward to another great weekend of basketball next weekend. So stay with us. Top of the hour scoreboard update. Last top of the hour scoreboard update, obviously, of the night. Brendan King has scores, scores, and more scores. This is Indiana Sports Talk.
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.